prepare yourselves for a journey through history. Get equipped for adventure. Grab your power gloves and super scopes, for it's dangerous to go alone. This is the Legend of Retro. Welcome to this week's Legend of Retro podcast. I am the... Uh, I've run out of adjectives to describe myself, so I'm just chops. Crappy. Long-winded. Smelly. All of the above, chops. And with me, uh, to my right, is the glitch. Hey, what's up, everyone? To my front right is the Craig, WK. Indeed, I am. And to my front is the Xander. That's correct. Hello. Welcome, gentlemen. Hi. Welcome. Now, you guys have a special task today. The game that we are going to... If we to choose dis- to accept it. No, you have to do it. It's not Mission Impossible We, we agreed style? beforehand. Shut I, up. I like Mission well, Impossible. Well, if, if anything I've learned from this game, you can actually quit missions, so... You can. Yeah, we can just quit. We can quit be quitters. I can be, I'm a quitter all day. All right, so and anyway. then the Legend of Retro <laughs> ended that day. <laughs> Never did the show continue. So, much to the surprise of everybody listening, I have barely played this game. It uh, is very surprising to me. It's I, pretty, yeah. I bought it on the Wii U Virtual Console. I played it for a little bit, but I also bought it with like a ton of other games when I bought my Wii you so it kind of got pushed back on everything else uh we today are talking about Mega Man zero that's correct and the reason why you're kind of bringing this up is because there's a collection coming out yes soon. actually uh by the as, time this episode airs it'll be out yep and our task is to sell this on you that's correct am i gonna am i gonna spend my 30 dollars on the Mega Man zero slash zx collection We'll see. We'll yeah. have to see. We will see. Craig, so, hit us with that info, though. Yeah, so uh, Mega Man Zero was released for the Game Boy Advance on September 10th, 2002 by Inti Creates for Capcom. This action platformer depicts the adventures of Zero being restore, uh, restored 100 years after the events of Mega Man, uh, the Mega Man X series. Now, I got to tell you, I'm already leaning towards yes because of Inti Creates. Now, I will say yes. Other games Inti Creates has made is Mega Man 9, Mega Me- Man 10, Blaster Master Zero. Yep, Mega Man Many ZX others. 1 through 4, or Mega Man Zero 1 through 4, and Mega Man ZX slash Advent, which you get those in the collection. Yeah, but they also did Mighty Number no. 9. I liked Mighty Number no. 9. I didn't mind it. I, I disliked it. Mighty Number no. 9. It was okay. It wasn't great, but it was okay. Now, the, the like, the, the D-make, the, what was it, uh, uh... Uh, Gunvolt? The Gunvolt? Yeah, the Mighty Gunbird. Yeah, Mighty Mighty Gunvolt or whatever. It was Mighty Gunburst. Something. version. That was okay. That was kind of cool. So, you know, I mean, Inti Creates, I think, is at their best when they're doing, like, the the retro style games. Yeah. I mean, they hit it out of the park with with this game in particular, but I think even Mega Man 9 and 10, that that wasn't bad. I love Mega Man 9 and 10. I do have a little bit of information on Inti Creates. Lay it Uh, on us. It was a company that was composed mostly of ex Capcom staff. Go figure. Uh, They were uh, hired to make this game with one rule basically and that's why this game is a little on the weird side it had to feature zero that's it per keiji inafune the supposed father of mega man that was the rule is make a game with zero and they're like yeah okay so what else do we need to do and he's like make a game with zero i don't mind that though because that that because you know the cookie cutter mega man game is only so fun for so long like there has to be enough break in between enough variety and i think that's a great idea like why not say this is the this is the character we want you to base it off of forget about the history and the other things that are already there but make something with that character i mean they kind of already had variety because this was the fifth series in the mega man franchise yeah but that's what i liked is that that they continue to have that variety how come they never made a Proto Man series? 
They should have. They yeah, definitely should have. I mean, uh, that's almost sort of what Zero is because Mega Man became X and then Proto Man essentially kind of became Zero. Yeah, I think of Proto know. Man as like the kid and then when he becomes an adult, he's a really pretty kid. <laughs> you guys know that really these robots pr- are different <laughs> characters, right? No, they, it's they the same are. <laughs> well, no, no, they absolutely are. But that's like the you know, X, or Mega Man was the right. prototype for X. Yes, Proto Man was like the essentially the prototype for Mega Man, and then you know was let's face it, it's a, a red robot who's super cool. The archetype. I Instead of that. a scarf blowing in the wind, it's golden, luscious blonde hair. That's right. And who? What young boy wouldn't want gold, flowing, lu- luscious locks? Um, Point your chops, I'm buying it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I do want to bring up the fact, though, and I'm sorry, Craig, for interrupting you, but 2002. It's really rude of him to interrupt you. Was a... (laughs) Apology not accepted. Was a huge, I think, portable gaming year. Can you guys think of other... I I wrote down some that were big for me when this game came out. Laying on us. Um, I wrote down the Pokemon Ruby and Sapphire games. Those came oh. out that year. Played a, I played a ton of handheld games this year. Well, I think uh, it was it was uh, compliments of the Game Boy Advance just being the amazing system it was. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, because um, it also just you had so many ports of Super Nintendo games, like it was nuts. Like, yeah. When Donkey the, Kong Country. Harmony, Harmony of Dissonance came out in 2002. Yeah, there are uh, tons of awesome games on the GBA. Well, yeah. what else you got? Uh, Chops. Golden Sun Lost Age came out on. on oh. GBA. Um, I also put just a game that I played a ton of because I like DBZ. It was DBZ The Legacy of Goku, which is not Oof, a very no. good game, Oof. but I just remember playing Oof. a ton of it. I remember buying it when um, it came out and I and I finished it and I was like, man, I may as well have just played Yoda Stories. <laughs> right, exactly. It's um, funny because I think a lot of people have a lot of nostalgia for Legacy of Goku, but like, it's not very good. It's not, it's like, not. aside from Dragon Ball Fighters and the Budokai series, like, Nostalgia is what sells all those Dragon Ball games. Yeah, it's the same story every single time. And the international audience. (laughs) Um, But then also, I looked up. I saw that the Super or um, Legend of Zelda: Link to the Past was ported out that same year too. Good so year. It's just like Which I, I recall that, uh, playing Game Boy Advance a lot wherever I went. Super Mario Advance five or four. Uh, Yoshi's Island probably came out around that time as Dude, well. Those titles were so dumb. Yeah, I agree. But Super yeah. Mario Advance four, <laughs> Super Mario World two, Yoshi's Island. <laughs> yeah, I had what? Looked, I had looked up what were the best selling games on the Game Boy Advance throughout this entire life mm-hmm. lifespan, and the top three were Pokemon games. Yep, and then the next five were uh, Mario games. Sounds right. Yeah, that's fair. Sounds right. Uh, But let's uh, jump into the game. Uh, So this is kind of... So Mega Man is pretty lighthearted. The Mega Man X series gets a little darker. This series gets even darker. It's a very heavy story. Dude gets murked in the opening. Yeah. Like, blood. Like, he's a human. He ain't a robot. Dude gets, like, killed, shot, like, right in the opening. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, it, it basically the, the premise is there's like a reploid faction, right? And then there's a human faction. I, I can't remember. I, I remember I have it written it. down. I just didn't want to read it all word for word for word. Well, I, I have it here. Okay, so Seal, uh, uh, or CL, yes. uh, is like the main character. She's a, a human. She's like, you know, a part of this like, you know, uh, uh, resistance movement uh, because she's trying to save reploids. At this point, the like, the, they've kind of kept the, the the world order from Mega Man X, where you have reploids, and when they go crazy and they harm humans, they're mavericks. Mm-hmm. They go yep. they go maverick. Now, the little bit that I read, this takes place, what is it, 100 or 200 years 100, after? 100. 100. Yep. 100 years after Mega Man X, okay. Yeah, and so uh, 
uh, most all Reploids are being branded as a threat to humanity. They're being uh, referred to as Mavericks. And apparently there's a really, really scary uh, uh uh, robot who, or I should say, Reploid, who's taking control of uh, uh, Neo Arcadia, and that's X. X himself has risen up and deemed Reploids to be a threat to humanity, and is wiping them out and considering them Maverick. And uh, he uses the army uh, that he uh, owns called the Pantheon to capture and judge Reploids. And so, yeah, it's it's really immediately off to a start, just super dark, that X is the bad guy. Yeah, and they're trying to wake up Zero. Mm-hmm. And the yeah, they, who's been asleep this whole time. He's like the only Reploid who can take on X because X is ridiculously powerful. And there's there's more to the stories you get later on. I don't know if I necessarily want to spoil we, it. We won't, because the but, collection's coming out. We'll, yes. we'll leave it at that. But what's cool about the collection, just so you know, is that it allows you to play the games back as, to back to back. as one save file. So it's like in one continuous story. That you just some, really, really cool. Somehow, for unexplained reasons, lose all your power-ups at one point. I don't know. Probably. <laughs> Probably in between each game. If I had to wager a guess. I don't know for sure. I, I haven't uh, actually looked into the collection that much. Now, does it play like the X series in the sense that you have to like upgrade your health and you can get upgrades to your armor and stuff? So it's it's yes and no. Um, it's very fast-paced like X is. Like, movement in this is nuts. Dashing, wall climbing, all that crazy stuff. Feels pretty quick, yeah. Um, yeah. You have, like, they're like different weapon parts yeah so you earn xp yeah and you can improve your weapons but you don't don't have to hunt them down as much as you get experience to increase yourself i think there are some collectibles from bosses there is there's elemental chips that you can add to your weapons so there's like an electricity element uh fire ice that you can add to your weapons and there's even like support style so they're called uh not fairies right they're called um, uh cyber elves cyber elves and they're they're like supportive pieces that you can add to your character so like there's like one where you can add where you don't get damaged by spikes or um you have an extra life if you die or something Something like that. Uh, there, there's the other things you can enhance. Kind of like character. the uh, the stuff you'd buy from Auto Shop. Uh, yeah, kind of. But I would, you find and you like get different like ranks of them. I, I would almost consider it a little more like Battle Network in the sense like the 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 upgrades and stuff. It's Barely a little Battle Network. You're barking up the wrong tree there. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean that's the warning there is the fact that it's not like necessarily like you know. Uh, Mega Man 7 auto shop it's you know it, it in a sense it's similar because they are upgrades but it's it's less like you know oh I got this one item good I'm, I'm good for the rest of the game and more oh hey I've augmented this a bit you know now, I was a little confused about the cyber elves so when you get them there's like an infant and you have to like feed it yeah you kind of have to like grow them and then they become better versions of those initial. So you can ones still you get. use them when you first get them. It's just not as powerful. So the it, that, that's the thing is that there's you have a limited amount to use from the beginning, but then as you go through, you can get you can use those more powerful. Because I saw there was like what a hundred cyber. There's a lot. There's yeah. a lot of it's like what, like a Chow Guard and Sonic Adventure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so there is a there's a decent amount of variety to the game. Honestly. It's fun on its own without having to worry about cyber elves. You, to me, you don't really necessarily need to unless you want to dive hardcore and deep into those. But the gameplay, the boss battles, the music alone, and just the story itself really drives it. And it's a very fluid game. So you have missions that you can choose from, and you can basically choose which ones you want to start in the beginning. I think there's like three choices. Um, and then, yeah, you can you can beat them for a better... Um, the, like sometimes there's a boss at the end, sometimes they're just regular side missions. But you get ranked on how well you beat that. And depending on your rank, you get more points. You can go back to them, you can quit them. It's very fluid in its gameplay. 
It's interesting that it's not necessarily like, you know, the other Mega Man series uh, that, that are platformers where you have like robot masters. Like there are like the essential equivalent of robot masters you fight at the end of levels like the bosses and stuff. But it's not so much like, you know, you have, you know, Cyber Peacock and, you know, like Flame Mammoth and all these other like, you know, guys like they do function as that. But really, it's just they're kind of the bosses at the end of these missions and you can select from a few. And the levels themselves, I feel Chops is going to be able to correct me if I'm wrong here, but it feels like the levels themselves, the benefit is that they're kind of fast paced. You can kind of dive through them real quick and it feels fun and exciting, but they're almost a little bit more linear than uh, like a regular Mega Man X level. It's less like big sprawling areas where you can go hunting for items and more. Hey, here's a bunch of tunnels and it might open up here and there, but it's a lot of like dashing through killing enemies, dashing around, you know? Yeah. Think of it in like Mega Man X. They're, they're definite stages, you know, like you have your boss stage right with this is you have your hub that is like your base of operations for this resistance. But from there is how the things branch off. So some of the levels can kind of lead into the base. Some of them you're teleported further away and then you're teleported back. There's things you actually do in the base that you can unlock or, or fight. Um, so it is a little bit more connected of a game. And like you said, Craig, it, it, you can speed like right past guys. Like mm-hmm. the speed run of this is a lot of fun to watch because it's a lot of well timed strikes, lots of strategy. But it, it is a it is different than X and the fact that like I feel like you get a little bit more enjoyment out of exploration in the stage and the variety. With this, it's it's more or less driven by speed and by the story. I think, but. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so here's a question for you guys. So so Zero can fire a gun and also has a sword. Yep. Uh, you know, you, you have both those functions. Uh, is it a gun or is it a buster arm? It's a gun. It is a gun in this, okay. which I feel iffy on. I kind of wish it was the buster arm, but it's, you know, all right, whatever. Uh, but uh, here's a question for you guys in, in the, you know, per preference. Uh, if you were turned essentially into a robot or a, a reploid or whatever, what would you choose? Would you prefer to be melee or ranged? Because hmm. I feel there's a there's definitely a certain charm and honor in you know having a beam saber like the the cool laser sword thing. There's drawbacks uh, to both. It just depends on like. What well, this you is want. personal yeah. preference, yeah. So I'm asking you guys: if you were turned into reploids, what would you go down? Like, what path would you go down? I mean, I'd go long range because I feel like I probably have like a power button on me somewhere Powered. that I can flip. I'm fat. <laughs> um, the likelihood of me being able to catch up to somebody to use the sword is very unlikely, uh, unless I'm also getting the body of zero, which then well, you're being turned into a reploid. Okay, so my my body's augmented with abilities that are beyond human. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, it would be lame if you got turned into a robot that was as weak as a human. <laughs> That's what I thought. I kind of thought you meant like, like I myself with a sword arm or a beam or a blaster or whatever. That's a cyborg, not a reploid. Okay, okay, okay. Um, Man, I don't know now. I can't. I got to think about this. Xander. I want the strength of a tiger that has the strength of two tigers. What? <laughs> Listen, if I got to be five foot nothing, you don't get to have the You're not the boss of Tiger Bot, Xander. <laughs> what? It's a, a reference to that. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's the C-Lab C-Lab 2021. 2021. I love the first, these inside jokes. The first episode is just them completely arguing, like, if you were a robot, what would... And so oh, this okay. whole conversation just reminded me of, like, we're just discussing It's kind of it. where I was going with it, honestly. <laughs> okay. uh, but uh, but no, so Chops, what uh, what about you? Um, 
I'm going to go with Blaster. Blaster? Ranged? What about you, Sander? I think, given my size, I'd probably go a sword. Sword? Sword just seems more satisfying, right? I mean, in this game, it, it does, because you can slice all the enemies right <laughs> in half. Yeah, that's the other yeah. thing, is the animations, Xander, is of, like, when you slice a guy in half, they split in half and then blow up. It's pretty cool, even on the bosses. So there's different ways you can beat the bosses. You can beat them with their weakness, you can beat them with the blaster, or you can beat them with the sword, uh, your elemental weakness or whatever. Um, but if you if you do finish them off with the sword, they split in half, and they like do the, the anime where they like slowly separate while they're exploding. Whereas if you beat them with like the buster, they just explode. Um, and you get your ranking changes depending on how you beat them too. Okay. And in, in, in the Japanese version, they actually had blood that spread out of the enemies when you killed them. Yeah. But they took that out of the... U.S. version. Interesting that the opening still has blood when, like, those guys are uh, yeah, shot. When they're getting shot, yep. Weird. Huh. Yeah, it's a very gory opening. It's just it a, is. It's a sad game. It really is. Straight up murder in the beginning, and you're the resurrected form of Zero who <laughs> has to fight his former ally, X. Like... That's they, crazy. They give a name to the guy who can shot the opening. Yes. <laughs> like, they name the guy. He's not even Nameless Soldier 17. No. He's like, like the uh, CL. Thank uh, God it's not Nameless Soldier 17. I like that guy. <laughs> CL's like, like, no, don't go. And he's like, I got to hold him off. And he yeah. gets gunned down. And it's like, wow. It's heavy. Man. Yeah, that's it's kind of dark. It's I, I, I kind of appreciate that, that level of dark. But it's a far cry from the very first. Yeah. Mega Man series where it's like, oh no, Robo Influenza! Mm -hmm. I gotta defeat Dr. Wily! I'm curious if the collection will have the blood in it. Because do you know if Japan already has this version of I don't know. the collection? I, I don't know for sure. I would wager that it's probably a worldwide release. I feel like that's okay. happened, like more and more common. Uh, but I don't know for sure. That'd be uh, sweet. Now, the, the other really nice part about this game is the art style. I really, really like... It's, it's a little anime. Um... But like just like the hint of like the right colors because everything's kind of bland in, in the base, but like zero pops crazily. Yeah. Seal pops. The bosses pop. It's just like the enough splash of color throughout the game that it just I don't know. It gives it I think a distinct no, look. No, I, I get that. It's I mean the whole base is kind of destroyed and dilapidated. There's a lot of sand, so it's very yellow and gray, and then yeah. Yeah, zero just sticks out like yeah. you said. No, absolutely. And the, the bosses, uh, like, even if the, the regular enemy design is just okay, like, it's nothing crazy, it's it's all right, uh, but the bosses look pretty cool. They remind I, me of Gundams. <laughs> kind of, yeah, they have a little bit of a Gundam thing yeah, going yeah, on. I, I love the boss fight, so as I was watching the playthrough of this, I thought all the the themes and, and the technique you had to do and the yeah, patterns. Yeah, the mechanics of them. I thought they were fantastic, and that's what made mm -hmm. me really want to get into this game, because I didn't really have a Game Boy Advance growing up. Oh really? So I missed out basically on the entire library. Oh, That's actually wow. my the smallest library in my collection. It's and crazy to me because I know you love Super Nintendo yeah. and the Game Boy Advance is basically a portable Super Nintendo. And I, play, I mean I had a Game Boy, so it wasn't like I wasn't into the handheld market. So are you gonna like get that. this when it comes out on the Switch? So I'll I'll definitely get the collection. I had looked up the game once we had discussed we wanted to do this episode. They're all still going for pretty much full it's, price. It's like a hundred and something dollars oh, really? on, on eBay for I this think game. I still have my copies of the games. Yeah. It might be like eighty, ninety, I, I don't remember. But I'm, oh, I'm the one, original. I'm one of the people that want the box, so I have one of the boxes, yeah. I think. It's it, it the boss fights are difficult too. 
Mm-hmm. It's it, a fairly tough they, game. It is a lot. These bosses are much harder than I think uh, an Axe bo- boss or even a Mega Man boss. We have a lot less room too because you're confined to that. Small and screen. some of them have mm-hmm. stage effects, where there's different things happening on the stage that kind of go with their their abilities. I do think glitch uh, hit the uh, you know the nail Nailed on the head it. there because the like. Any Mega Man game on that small of real estate suffers to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to see the the Mega Man Zero collection and what they're going to do with like the screen real estate and stuff. I'm I'm excited to see that because you know it, it's like uh like Rockman and Forte, uh you know the Mega Man and Base uh, right. on you know that was released not on the Super Nintendo in America but got ported to the Game Boy Advance. But then the screen size shrunk and it was kind of hard to see everything and it, it's a little clunkier that way and you know so yeah it's it's I I feel like platformers on the portables are you're just not they're not going to be as good as as the ones that are you know on like a big system with a big screen tv uh, i would stuff. play it a lot on my game boy advance adapter for my gamecube oh no that's slick uh, i would do that a lot with this game it's unfortunately still the same screen real it estate is. size it even is. if the screen is bigger but yeah. but it was still a lot more fun for me to do that <laughs> all right so after you like walk around you gotta defeat four guardians right Pantheons, I think. Uh, yeah, the, like it's like the final. Uh, it's like the final area, right? You mm-hmm. have to defeat like the last four of them or whatever, like the final four guardians or whatever. Uh, the pantheon. They might be called the pantheon. I okay. think that's right, isn't it? Yeah. And then we get into like the final boss battles, which which uh, we're not gonna we're not gonna avoid spoilers, anything, yeah. but the bo- the final They're boss hard. battle has so much going on. It is crazy. Yeah. I mean, there's, yes. like, stuff on the walls coming at you. There's beams everywhere. It reminds me of the Sigma battles from X. It kind of reminds me of, like, those uh, shooter, shooters you see in the, the Japanese hell shooters. Yeah, bullet bullet hell, oh, man. Shooter. It's just like that, yeah. <laughs> what is this, Ikaruka? Yeah, right? <laughs> so it, it, is a, it is a challenging game, and I know you like challenges. I do. Yeah, I think that you, uh, like, for the challenge alone and the fact that it's, it's a little bit of a remix on the typical Mega Man formula, I think that there will be some things that you think, Xander, where you're like, ah. I would just rather not have this and have it be more like the originals, but I think that it's not so much different that you're going to be like, this is trash, and like throw it out the window. I'm worried that the thing that I'm not going to like is the the hub and traveling out from the hub. It's pretty flawless. Uh, I would say you just go to the one person, you talk to them, they give you your mission, and you say, do you want to start now or later? And then if you say start now, they teleport you right away. Yeah, it's it's not too bad. Or they unlock the door and you just kind of walk out the building. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, in, in the later games, I think there's a little bit more of like what you're saying that you might not like. Um, I can't remember two or three very well right now, um, but it, it in that in the first one, yeah, I think it's a little, it will be easier. Yeah, no, I I think that uh, all in all, you'll you'll probably appreciate the game, uh, Xander. But uh, here's a uh, let me flip this around, Xander. What questions do you have for us about Mega Man Zero? Having never played the game, really, aside from maybe a few minutes here and there, not doing like a lot of uh, research into it, like what are what are your concerns going into this? Like buying this like fancy new upgraded collection of this classic game. I don't. I mean, I think I've I've kind of asked the questions that I had. Like it's it, how it compares to X and how it compares to uh, the original series. Um, mm-hmm. Is the story really heavy at the beginning? Because that takes me out of a lot of games, especially platformer games like that where it's 
Like, just let me play the game, dude. I would say that it's it's a little heavy at the start, like heavier than most Mega Man games would be, where like you just get warped into a level. Uh, so there's a little bit heavier story at the start, but not so much. I think to the point where it's not gonna enough take where it's going to keep me from the action. No, yeah, no. You, don't need, you don't need popcorn for this intro, but there no. is quite a bit. Yeah, there, it's it's certainly a bit more than most Mega Man games. So I was really looking forward to playing uh, the the Fire Emblem games, and I. I think it was the one, whatever one came out on 3DS, I think you played. It had like the three different versions. Oh, um, uh, Fire um, Emblem, uh, not three Birthright, Birthright, and, and yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, those ones are like, pretty heavy. Yeah, like you start and it's like, okay, there's just a little bit of how the battle system's going. And then, oh, all these people need to talk and like set up all that. Like, yes, I understand I, people are into that, but for me, honestly, I'm like, I just want to play this game and learn as I go. Prior mm-hmm. to 3DS, this is where you need to go for Fire Emblem. Fair enough. That's, that's I mean, even then, it's, it is a fairly story-heavy series, so, you know. But but this uh, this game won't be nearly as story-heavy as, okay. as Fire Emblem. The weapons that you get from the bosses are really cool. They're very different than what I think you're you're used to as far as uh, seeing in a Mega Man game. Go on, chops. Like, what of like, a spear that, like, shoots out? Isn't it an ice one? And it like makes like the three ice ice thingies. Yeah, I'm not remembering. Um, uh, that's uh, you. Think, you play this game it. more than us. There's like different mo- like you can also do different things with certain weapons. Like if you go down an attack, it does something different. Mm-hmm. Um, even with like the regular Z saber, there's like your regular slash. There's a charge slash. There's a spin slash. There's like I think a, a stick down one. Um, so, so there's, there's, he, there's variety in that. Does he play a little bit like Zero does in Mega Man X Four? Where he gets upgrades, but like they aren't necessarily you have to choose them. You just have to know how to use them. No, you you still have to choose the weapon, but there's there's is a little variety of that how to use it. Gotcha. Um, I, I get a little bit of the reputation for this game. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Ooh, yeah, yeah. IGN gave it an eight point eight out of ten. Nintendo Power gave it an eight point four. GameSpy gave it an eighty five out of a hundred, and Game Informer gave it an eight point three. So it pretty much got like a like eighty five ish throughout the board. Yeah. That's well, a you were, good rating. You were talking a little bit earlier about the the speed runs. Do you have any information on that? Um, I did find some stuff. So, Chops, did you have a hard time finding stuff on this game for uh, speed running? No, I, I found it. I found it pretty easy. Okay, it's so, on the Mega Man speed. Uh, yeah, so boards. there's a there's a Mega Man leadership board dot net, and that has everything. Because for some reason, speedrun.com doesn't. Mega Man broke off a of speedrun.com, yeah. and I don't remember why, but they <laughs> broke off, made their own website for speedrunning. That's records. weird. Yeah, so what do you got, Chuck? Real weird. So for the any percent run, I have Flame Burger, or Burger, however you say it, at uh, 16 minutes and 39 seconds. Yep. And then the all missions one, which, because there are some that you don't have to do, um, it, I have Hetfield 90 at 34 minutes and 40 seconds. Yep. And the, both of those were done on emulators. Uh, so the mission thing he's uh, talking about, the first like three missions that you can choose from, you can actually just like enter it and quit it. Yeah. Like you don't have to do it, you just like give up. And then it gets you to the part where you get ambushed uh, at the hub. And that's when kind of the story starts more developing. And then you have to, those missions after that are necessary. You have yeah, to those. they're so kind those of like introduction ones. Like, yeah, I was going to say, they're kind yeah. of like And they also kind of give you a feel for the base as well. Um, hmm. And and also just the mechanics of like the cyber elves and, and those kind of things. Yeah, so you don't have to do the cyber elves at all on... In fact, they skip it. Yeah. Um. There, they did have different categories for ones that were done on emulators and the Game Boy Advance. Mm-hmm. Um. The ones done on the Game Boy Advance are a little bit longer. Uh, Kuroban has it for thirty-seven minutes, thirty-nine seconds on all missions, and uh, Zenubs, which is a great name, mm-hmm. on the you know just any percent, nineteen minutes, forty-six seconds. 
I will say Flameburger, Burger, or however you say it, uh, he seems to be the guy who's on all the leaderboards. He also has the hard percent record for any percent. And has, like, the second best for, like, all the other categories. Yeah. So, so one thing I, I read about the game um, is that there are a lot of times where it's, like, surprise death traps or, like, things that you can't necessarily see or you have to make a lot of leaps of faith. What's your experience with that? I don't remember. Um, I think with the small real estate of the screen, the, there are some possibly. of those. I'm I'm excited like I said before, to see the what they're going to do with the... the yeah, hopefully they can yeah. be a little bit more to see. And, yeah. and I think that's why they have like those cyber elves where like you can walk on spikes or things like that mm-hmm. so that you can kind of like prepare yourself for a stage that maybe you died in a bunch because of surprise things. Right. Um, it gives you that variety in there, but I don't remember specifically any, any of those. Gotcha. Uh, some of the techniques they use in the speedrun is something called shield canceling. Uh, to level yourself up, the first swipe of your sword actually gives you the most... Uh, experience so when you swipe an enemy with the first swing because he does like a combo like three yeah. swing so oh, if, yeah yeah if, if you, press you a button or yeah, yeah three times row, so if like you a, ha 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 yep so if you use your uh sword then use your shield real quick and then use the sword again it like resets the combo oh, okay. so you just keep doing that um and then there's a little bit of rng manipulation they did with the boss battle so there's a couple times in the run where they intentionally take deaths so it resets the rng oh interesting so you get, like certain patterns from certain bosses Fair and enough. death like resets that or whatever. Yep. Yep. Oh. Um I, I ran into a couple glitches I found online. There's a there's a part where in the game where you face like a train engine and it like kind of squeezes the area that you're battling in. So it keeps inching closer and closer to you. But it like throws up these pillars. If you get yourself wedged between the pillar as it's coming towards you, you actually shoot yourself on top of the engine. You can just walk to the end of the level. <laughs> um, but that actually takes longer than defeating the boss. So in the speedruns, uh. they don't do that method. Um, and then there's an exploit in one of the levels where you go back to where the you were resurrected and came back, um, you you were woken up. There's an enemy that just spins around, and you can just keep shooting at it and earn XP and just level yourself completely up. Nice. So. I, I there's just something charming about the thought of like this giant like like steam engine boss with all these like pillars and stuff, and you just get knocked off to the side, and it's just like but but. What? Wait, bro, wait. <laughs> Why just, don't you go <laughs> fight me? <laughs> <laughs> just zero walking off. I, uh, I've got one. Probably the most important question is how is the music? It's not bad. What a coincidence, Xander. I wanted to get to music anyway. Let's hear a word from one of our sponsors first. Hey, it's me, everybody, Tim Kittrow. I'm here to talk to you about Old School Gamer. Old School Gamer is the magazine for gamers. It covers arcade and retro gaming, gives you gaming history and in-depth interviews with people like me who are there, and it lets you know what conventions are happening and when. Issues come out once every other month. Plus, a website full of even more razzle-dazzle, and it's all for just 30 bucks a year. So visit OldSchoolGamer.com and subscribe now. Boom-shakalaka! All right, so the music was composed by Ippo Yamada, uh, who also worked on the uh, uh, the rest of the Zero series, the ZX series, uh, and was also a composer on Mega Man 9 and 10. Ooh. Huh, sounds familiar, like the, he works for NT Grades. And also, coincidentally, funny you say that, Chops, uh, has worked on the music for Azure Striker Gunvolt 1 and 2, mm-hmm. Mighty Gunvolt, Blaster Master Zero 1 and 2, Bloodstained Curse of the Moon, Ooh. and Ritual of the Night. I like this guy already. And uh, or lady, because I can never tell Japanese names. Uh, Ippo Yamada would likely be male, but I, I don't, you know, I'm not going to gender 
Epo here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, I like it's you use gender as like a, a verb. I'm not going to gender you. I'm not going to gender Epo. No, that's, that's not my place. Uh, but there is one theme that Epo Yamada did not do. Oh. It was a theme done by Setsuo Yamamoto. That is the first one we're going to listen to, the theme of Zero, which is from, of course, Mega Man X. So uh, the first song we're going to listen to uh, is a little different than of the rest of the music in the game. It is. Uh, but let's go ahead and give that a listen. That sounds very familiar. As it should. Does it? It's, so to answer your question, Dander, that's one of the few tracks in this soundtrack I actually liked. Oh, yeah? I am not a fan of the soundtrack. I feel like it all sounds the exact same. It's it, very sad and depressing. Yeah. Ominous tones. Like, it. I was not a fan. I only found one other track that I really enjoyed, and we'll play that later. But um, honestly, for Mega Man games, this is not a great soundtrack, in my opinion. I think that for what they were trying to to do, uh, I mean, because it is a more somber game, like it's like the like a little bit more sad, a little bit more darker, and so I think for what they were like going for, they they succeeded. It's just not a usual Mega Man it, soundtrack. Yeah, You're exactly. right. You, you don't have those boss or stage themes. You don't have the up upbeat music like I think you you want or the uh, the covers of uh, Journey music um, uh, but it's it yeah it, it fits the theme and there is only a couple of songs that I really enjoy but the rest of it it kind of just helps set the scene for the game it doesn't stand out I don't feel it. yeah it's it's not as strong glitches yeah. right as a lot of other uh, uh, you know Mega Man soundtracks so let's jump to the next song what do we have next Andy? so the next song that we have pulled up is Neo Arcadia yeah, let's go ahead and uh, give this a listen. I believe this is uh, Chops' pick. Yep.
I uh, kind of see what Glitch is saying. Yeah, it's it's. I kept waiting for something to happen. It it, it didn't. But that's the thing is, and I'm just kind of now it's, realizing it's very it, atmospheric for sure. But mm-hmm. it, the the music helps drive the pace of the game. Was that Sandstorm by da- Darude? No, nah. that's, no, that's way better. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so like that baseline, I think, really makes the pacing of the game for yeah. you. Yeah, I, I think that uh, a lot of the, the soundtrack is where it's like, if it wasn't a Mega Man game, I feel like we'd be a little bit more like, oh, okay, yeah, I can kind of get behind this. But because it has such a pedigree of like all these amazing themes that are like, you know, stand on their own. Right. In this case, it's like you need to be playing the game to kind of appreciate and like be a little more into it. Right. And it's not to say that you're going to be like, oh, man, this is I'm jamming out to this song. It's just sort of fitting what you're doing. I kind of feel you know? that way for most Game Boy Advance songs, though. That's I, I, a I, 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 that's a know. very loaded statement. You that's, think so? That's that's gonna deserve a Patreon special later down the road as we analyze Game Boy Advance soundtracks. Okay. I mean, I will say it's not gonna be as strong of sound chips as Super Nintendo, Second Genesis, yeah, you know, yeah. all, like the consoles and stuff. But you know, it's it's you know, I, I think that that's that's a conversation for another time. All right, so the next song we have pulled up here, I believe, is Craig's pick. is called Dead Zone. It's probably spooky and foreboding if I had to wager a guess. Let's give it a listen. <laughs> Sound like a theme you might hear on Bald Mountain? Eh, it's probably Craig Peck. <laughs> See, actually, it reminds me a little bit more of uh, Sigma's theme from Mega Man X. Yeah, it's a little reminiscent of that. I uh, yeah, that, that, that theme I kind of like. It's it's you know pretty ominous and stuff and then this is I, a glitch pick right oh yeah. yeah i was gonna say i can see how it, you uh, say it's kind of all sounds so there's sort of very familiar themes throughout mm-hmm. but uh I, I, I certainly like that track better than the other one but Woo-hoo! <laughs> go greg all right this is the one so this my, is my buying this game uh this is played after, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. after the final boss um zero's kind of left by himself <laughs> We don't want to hear anything about. We don't want to set this up if it's at the end of the game, dude. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying that it's a cool cutscene that happens and it leads into uh, great music.
I assume this is a song that plays as Zero is standing on the edge of a cliff overlooking the sea as the bass falls down <laughs> and explodes. All right, and then Xander. realizes he might have to kill his best friend. Xander. Just like all the X games. <laughs> Xander. Not the X games, but the Mega Man X The X games. games like the, <laughs> yeah. When the, you win the, the skateboarding championship, you blow right? up the castle and figure <laughs> out if you need to kill your the, best friend the, or not. The winner has <laughs> to kill the runner-up. I'm pretty sure Sean White did that three or four times. Ooh. That's why we don't four. hear from Bob Lundquist anymore. <laughs> Who? R.I.P. Exactly. R.I.P. Xander. What's Ultimate, what ultimate question. Which of us three won the theme cha- uh, championship for Mega Man Zero? Hmm. Remember, you have theme of zero in there too that Craig and I both picked. So, uh, Craig, Craig wins. Yes. Even though the theme of zero is, is is both of ours. Which song did you pick? Huh? Mine. Dead Zone. Craig, Craig wins. <laughs> oh, collusion. <laughs> no, just better taste in music. So, Xander, are you getting the collection? It's a cheap collection of Mega Man games. Yeah, I'm going to buy it. <laughs> I feel like you had an answer already in mind going into you that. You fool us. Hoodwinked again. Why did I do all this research? Bamboozled. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> I'm good. okay with it. I'm glad you're buying it. Yeah, it's a, it's a great price for a lot of games. It's true. I don't know if I'll pick it up immediately at launch, uh, but it's definitely something I want to look into. So I'm excited to uh, get your opinion on it after you play it for a little bit. Yeah, it'll, I, I don't know. I don't know if I'll pick it up right away because I know these games tend to go on sale for a much cheaper and more desirable price. Plus, I've got Animal Crossing in less than a month. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah, but that's not a good game. What? You get out of here. <laughs> Animal Crossing is wonderful. Uh, but uh, we'll, we'll see. I might pick it up, but. Because uh, I'm still I'm still pretty heavy into Pokemon right now, and that's going to take me all the way to Animal Crossing, and and I I got Dragon Quest Eleven for Christmas, and I've still barely played oh. past the very beginning because <laughs> of Pokemon. You need to stop playing Pokemon and play that. I can't do it. You need to. It's so <sighs> Plus, Resident Evil Two, man, I got so many games I got to catch. All right, up. this is the Legend of, of Retro. I'm not talking about new games. <laughs> Just got so many things. Guys. Anyways, I think I think we're ready to to go to our our, our music bracket, right? Retro relapse. Uh, retro retro relapse. relapse. That's it. Is that how the show You're works? You're new to the Soldier show, right? Horses. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like you just try to gloss over the uh, the the bad yeah, memories. Yeah, no, I don't want to talk about those retro relapse. <laughs> well, let's go ahead and jump on in. Jones in for a classic game. It's time for retro relapse on the Legend of Retro podcast. Retro relapse. I feel like uh, Craig mm-hmm. may have had something to do with this one. Listen, just because during the retro relapse uh, video that's available on YouTube, uh, just because I got to make Simpsons quotes doesn't mean anything. So today we played what? The glitch. We played Bart's Nightmare on the Sega Genesis. No, we didn't. Virtual Bart. Virtual, Virtual Bart. Bart on the Sega Genesis. <laughs> it was a nightmare. It was a, it was a nightmare, <laughs> considering I played the same level every time. <laughs> that's right. God, Did we play so Bart's stupid. Nightmare already? I I don't I think actually I think I Bart's think Nightmare is on the Super Nintendo and it's been on my list for you guys to play for a while. Well, Wonderful, it's gonna be. Why do you do this to us? Look, I have so many Simpsons games. You guys are gonna play through. You were about to say bad games. You were about to just totally reveal yourself and be like, I have so many bad games, and you were like, I have so many b- Simpsons games, <laughs> which are synonymous with bad from that era, unless they're the arcade game. I say puh to you. 
So, Virtual Bart was uh, developed by uh, Sculptured Software and published by Acclaim Entertainment in September of 1994 for the Super Nintendo and the Sega Genesis. Good old Acclaim, never making a bad game. (laughs) At a science Uh. fair, Bart wanders into a virtual reality exhibit and must pass all the virtual worlds to escape the machine. Passing a set of virtual worlds grants an ending sequence, and completing all the levels with lives remaining wins the game. The format is similar to previously released Bart's Nightmare, save for the lack of the hub world from which the levels are accessed, and gameplay for most levels consists of standard platforming elements if the player runs out of lives, a game over occurs. So instead of talking about the game, let's briefly pause for just a moment and talk about No Noise Land, Noise Land Arcade. Arcade. No Noise the Land Arcade. Science fair no. that Bart won and Lisa lost. In the game? No, in uh, the show. I don't remember. Oh, uh, it's the the episode where uh, uh, Lisa gets mad at Bart for ruining her prized tomato that she like grew with uh, uh, anabolic steroids. Is you that know. the same one where uh, uh, Ralph Ben is Wookie? No, that's the Diorama Rama oh. from Lisa's rival. Totally the, different episode. The beating heart. <laughs> it's the beating of the hideous heart. I mean, I think I hear something. Uh, no, but uh, this game is. Uh, it's got a cool way to pick the levels. And by cool way, and by I mean, cool way to pick I mean the that is a torturous part of the game of itself before you even play it. Is that because you landed on the same level three times? Yes. Yeah, it's, it's interesting <laughs> that yes. you say it's a cool way to quote-unquote pick the levels when it's completely random. This sucks. Yeah, it's just a spinning wheel. Unless you're chops and then you always get the water level. <laughs> yeah, not so random for chops. I hated that. Where you slide down a slide... Run into Bart or Homer stuck in the slide and somehow back up on a slide. Yeah, we can never figure out yeah. what was the right way to go. It, no, it, was, it was just it was, like was random, it, it felt like. It was just, it's like a, a prototype of Sewer Shark, the game for Sega CD, but it was not fun as well. <laughs> as well. I appreciate that. I uh, I will I will give some points to the, the game for, for pulling actual references from The Simpsons. Uh the you know, there there is an episode where Homer gets stuck in a water slide yeah. and you know, they have to uh, get them out. Uh, but isn't that like every Simpson game is like, it's fun that they pull references from the show, but the game is never good? <laughs> yeah, typically, it unless is it. it's the arcade game. Yeah. yeah. The arcade game is good, which, and which, some of the later ones are okay. The, uh, yeah. the one on the Xbox 360 I really enjoy. That was the Hit one. Hit Run? No, no, it was just, uh, just the Simpsons, the Simpsons the game. game. I don't remember. And it parodies a lot of like Grand Theft Auto, Guitar Hero, things like that. I really enjoyed Virtual Virtual Springfield. Do you remember that one, dude? I remember going to your house and playing Virtual Springfield all the time, dude. It was sweet. It was this uh, uh, PC game that was just you would like. It was like first person view. You would wander around Springfield. You'd go to like the Quickie Mart, go to the Simpson House and the nuclear plant, and there's stuff you could click on. That's it. It's kind of dumb. But I enjoyed it because it was yeah, it was a virtual town. That's it. Yeah, yeah. It's just like I think I remember that. Yeah. The um, disc was a donut. And uh, so in this game, we we did th- we ended up doing three levels. The water slide. We would have done more, but we kept getting the water <laughs> yeah, slide. Yeah, we did keep getting the water slide. Uh, we did the dinosaur one, yep. which Ugh. I don't think is based on any episode. No. And then the one where Bart's a baby swinging around, which is based on what the the way we were. No. Um, uh, it's the Lisa's uh, first, first word. word. Okay, uh, yeah, that's right. It's uh, Bart as a toddler, and he escapes out of the uh, apartment they're staying in before Lisa's born, and he's spinning on the clothesline like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And Homer's just like, he'll tire himself out. And then it's just like, it like cuts to night and he's still going. Isn't that the episode where they're like, they're in like a little Italy type town? <laughs> hey, you kids want to play stickball? Hey, this sounds Certainly. a lot like a Noiseland Arcade. Let's get back to the regular show. <laughs> 
But now, thank you, Xander. Xander. Electronic thank you. Gambling Monthly scored the Super NES version a 4.8 out of 10, commenting that, uh, quote, the control is awful, like on the dinosaur stage, the stage mm-hmm. is unappealing, and the whole thing just seems rushed. That's interesting, because I'm going to give it a 4 out of 8. <laughs> Reviewing the Genesis Sport, GamePro praised it as being virtually identical to the SNES original, and commented that the game itself was humorous, uh, that the humorous variations of Bart, different gameplay, including the... Uh, Bart racing and shooter level and cameos of Simpsons nitwits all combined to keep the action intriguing and funny. Can you praise a game for being an exact port of another first? Like, I don't understand how that's giving it praise for being well, a port. keep in mind that, uh, uh, you know, when, when PC ports hit from consoles that turn out to be garbage, people freak out. So, like, I think being a comparable, a comparable port from I think Sega to SNES. What, what, what he said was it being an identical, you can't praise it for being identical. Right, yeah, I don't understand, like... No, I think that you can. No, I don't think so. Yeah, I, I think that you can. No, I, a bad. If it turned out <laughs> bad, then it would have been terrible. It would have been, like, even worse. Can you imagine this game even worse? Yes. It's hitting the same <laughs> level every time. <laughs> So on the 8-bit scale, uh, I would probably give this a 2 out of 8. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sorry, I, I was thinking I don't something have, funny Xander said earlier. Uh, I don't have the uh, the Simpsons nostalgia that you guys have, so it doesn't, it doesn't honestly, play on that so much. I think i give it like, yeah, two and a, a 2 out of 8. It, it's The controls are bad. Well, you know, the Simpsons I, boosted to I a 3 out of 8. I got into the dinosaur level. I well, remember. you're an idiot. <laughs> I just really like platformers. <laughs> It's so bad, though. The controls are trash. You ain't wrong, but I got my gut in the groove. Three out of eight, I found a few Simpsons references. I, I mean, honestly, I give it a four. There were still a bunch of levels we didn't play. So there's a at least variety there. And the unknown doesn't make this better. <laughs> Speaking of variety of gameplay, Chops, how did you feel about this game? <laughs> this game gets a one out of eight for me. Wow. Because I had no variety, I lost <laughs> every time, and it sucked. Yeah, no, yeah, that's fair. Well, there you go. That takes us out of retro relapse. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, now you see why I wanted to skip this part. That's going to send us right into our uh, our brand new bracket for season six. Uh, yeah. So, uh, uh, the- one. Launching today on Ooh, Patreon right now. No, no, no. no, no, no. no. This is That's this is cool. coming later. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so this is uh, this is round two of the first uh, batch up two of the first round. Ah, that's last right, yeah. week our draft came out. So make sure if you're a patron to go check out that episode. We had LPJ show up again, just like last time, as our commissioner for the draft and helped us pick out our songs, even though I think he didn't like any of them. <laughs> no, he liked Chopses. Yeah, he sure he did. picked out half of them. <laughs> No, Craig picked out half of Chops. Oh, yeah, that's right. No, Craig did. picked out two eighths of my picks. If you, one fourth. One fourth. Two a, eighths. A quarter. One fourth. Two eighths. One fourth. Point two five. <laughs> one fourth. <laughs> so what, what do we uh, have here in our uh, first round of the, or the this round of the bracket? Uh, so we have uh, Bionic Commando, Albatross Stage. Yeah, uh, Xander, uh, if you wouldn't mind giving a uh, a quick search, who composed for Bionic Commando on the Game Boy? Because uh, uh, it's an awesome soundtrack. Like it is, it is a very solid Game Boy soundtrack. And uh, uh, didn't you do like a special episode for this game? Yeah, I'm gonna say we. If you guys love the music, which I mean, the soundtrack in this game is awesome. Yes, it is. We did uh, retro theater. What did we call that? Oh, uh, it was yeah, uh, uh, Legend of Retro Theater. I think. Yeah. Where we had everyone from GameZilla Media do voices and just reenact the story. Uh, Xander put it all together and chopped it up. It's an amazing episode. You guys should definitely check it out. And I would love to do a 
We should do another one of those because I think that was a big episode. I know it takes yeah, a lot of work. It's, yeah, it's a lot of work. Uh, <laughs> you essentially have to like r- like take the script of a game and then write a story yeah. around it. And uh, a yeah, lot of games we, have a lot of story. We mentioned it before. That episode, I just I literally had my Game Boy out and I played and I had my computer next to me. And as I played, I typed up <laughs> what was happening. <laughs> Because you can't find any information on the Game Boy version of Bionic Commando. It gets taken to uh, rearmed or the the 2009 yeah. version or or the NES version, all the popular versions. And we know I don't like popular things. Um, you are a hipster. That's that's true. Um, so yeah, it's you, you just have to kind of have the perfect story. Like it either has to be a short game with very little dialogue that you can weave into something, yeah, or you know, take a chunk <laughs> from another game. So. Mm. Uh, if you haven't, go back and listen to that episode. It's a labor of love for me, and I, I love putting it all together. It was a lot of fun. Uh, but also just listen to it, and if you can think of any other games that might be ripe for Legend of Retro Theater, let us know, and we'll see if we can work on it. Yeah, jump uh, in our Discord. Uh, you can get the link to that on our GameZilla Media website, and we have a Legend Retro channel you can talk to us in. Yeah, so uh, back to the uh, the subject at hand, though. Uh, this, uh, this Albatross theme was uh, composed by Koji Murata. And this is, uh, it plays in a couple different levels, but prim- uh, I remember it most from some of the final areas as you're finally getting to the, the Albatross. Mm-hmm. So this is uh, Albatross from Bionic Commando. Awesome, awesome stage theme for uh, our, our stage theme bracket that we're doing this season. Makes me to pull up my 3DS and play all the way through the game right now. <laughs> and uh, uh, next up, we have a song from Star Fox on Super Nintendo. Isn't that right, Xander? Yep. Uh, so this is the Corneria theme, which is composed by Hajime Hirasawa. Little known uh, fact, Corneria is the third planet of the Lilat system. Corneria. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> Let's listen. we have uh, two very militaristic sounds oh yeah yeah very very this much is a little so. more top gun but that's because you're flying but yep. 
I like them. I like them both. It's a it's a tough call. Yeah. So I, uh, you know. Uh, with the stage themes uh, bracket that we're doing this time, uh, much like Glitch had said, if you want to listen to what all of our choices were, uh, we did that draft. Make sure to go to patreon.com slash GameZilla Media. Uh, but when it comes to voting, uh, there's a lot of different options. You have jumping on our Facebook page. You have our Twitter account. Uh, if you go to the link Glitch mentioned earlier uh, the, for our Discord over at uh GameZillaMedia.com. Uh, you get a vote on the Discord. And for all of our patrons, you get a vote there. That's four different votes uh, to influence these brackets. Yeah, if uh, you are a member at the $1 mark, you get that extra vote uh, for our bracket. But we have something new at the $1 point. We have State of the Zilla, which yeah. is a new show that comprised of all the members of GameZilla Media. It's not all of, at once. No, it's it's like a crossover oh, episode. <laughs> where it sounds like a nightmare. Jesus. Yeah, that does sound like a nightmare. I quit. <laughs> I straight up quit. Uh, too many shared mics. So <laughs> too many strong personalities. LBJ. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, in uh, uh, January, the State of the Zilla covered uh, kind of like you know uh, newer stuff with uh, uh, kind of with the the you know kind of the direction where gaming was going with the new you know generation of systems. February, uh, the uh, show was Chops. Me, Hovercraft Joe, and LPJ, and we talked about how we got into comic books, what our first comic books were, and what we like about and, and some of the things that we've read while we uh, were comic book uh, fans, buying them every day, every week. And around the time that this episode uh, is releasing, a new State of the Zilla should be available, or soon to be available, and that's uh, myself and LPJ talking about anime. Uh, kind of just a basic primer going through like, you know, our origins with it, and uh, uh, you know, s- you know, series that are more accessible, things we recommend, weirder stuff, you know, so uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Uh, for just a, a for $1 a month, it gets you that bonus show. Uh, but, what else do we have, uh, uh, Glitch? So, yeah, if you bump up to the $5, which absolutely we'd appreciate, uh, you get the bonus episodes like we had mentioned. We did a draft that came out last week that's for patrons only. That way you can get the inside scoop on who picked what for the draft. But you get everything in the Games Media Network. So not only do you get our $5 show a month, you get everything from Noiseland Arcade because they have a smart line. We haven't talked enough about Noiseland Arcade. <laughs> uh, Noobs and Dragons has Behind the DM. Uh, DM screen. Last action has post credit scene and Gamezilla Media does their muster bus pre shows that comes out weekly. So you get a lot of bonus content. Yeah, it's a, a ton of stuff. Uh, and, and you know, uh, we wouldn't be able to do the show without all of our patrons. So it definitely means the world to us that yeah, you know, jump in and support. Uh, but as far as that goes, guys, uh, you know, what are your guys' sort of uh, kind of final parting thoughts on Mega Man Zero? It sounds like Xander's picking it up. It seems like kind of. It seems like all of us are pretty interested in this uh, collection on the Switch I'll that's coming. Get it. Yeah, I recently. Um, what did I get it? What did I do with it? I don't. Oh, I, you know, I like to hack things. I have, an, have a chip for my DS that I can download games on. I just old games, and I recently downloaded all of these, and then I saw the ad for the collection, and I was like. Oh, well, now I don't want to play it. I, <laughs> I broke to... the law for nothing. <laughs> yeah, right? Oh, it's ever for nothing. Um, so I'm, ex- I'm I'm ready to play it. I'm ready to play through it all. And I like the fact that you can go from beginning to end through the series. Mm-hmm. So it'll be fun to see. Yeah, well, I think that uh, uh, kind of wraps everything up here uh, today. Uh, you know, we appreciate everyone uh, listening, and we'll see you next time when, when the, the legend continues. continues.